Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. I've just been standing here, talking with the Lord, um, enjoying my morning coffee, and what came to me is something I'm faced with a lot, and that's people who believe in Buddhism. Now, there's a woman to my left who's a neighbour, she's a Buddhist, um, there's someone at this veterans situation I'll go to that's a Buddhist, or believes in Buddhism. Um, and there's others that I've met. And the problem with Buddhism is, like Judaism and Hinduism, it's all based on suppression of your problems and your feelings. So the way the Lord has shown me to understand it is what it does is, it sounds like a great idea in a sense to some people, not to me, because when I first came across it way before I was even a Christian, I knew it was a pile of rubbish anyway. And the people that you meet are so false and fake I mean, I met one person, she was all smiles and all of this and all of that. And you could say that I had the gift of discernment for many, many, many years before I even come to Jesus. And I did, I could discern people just like that. I could tell if they were being genuine or not. And it was just all fake, false, false and fake. So Buddhism gets you into a place of where you can lock yourself up in a box and you can shut your mind off and that's what you call meditation. Right, but when you wake up, you've got to face it and come back to it. Right, so you can't run from it. It's like people that drink excessive amounts of alcohol to get rid of their problems, but then tomorrow morning you've got to wake up and face the same thing. And it's just that basically applies to an alcoholic. An alcoholic is someone who drinks and drinks and drinks and drinks and drinks, or someone who takes drugs all the time, a druggie, you know, drug taker, right? Um, smackhead, they call them, whatever. Right, these people want to escape that bad feeling they've had when they were children or soldiers in combat, you know, any dramas and traumatic events in your life, right? These beliefs, these pagan beliefs, never get rid of it. Because the meditation part you do, switching your mind off, holding your hands in a certain way, sit in a certain place, it's a position and it's quite demonic. So you're worshipping what? When the Buddhist says to me, I pray, I said, pray to who? Well, I pray to the universe, I pray to Buddha, who's dead and in hell if he didn't repent because he would have seen Jesus and had a heart attack, literally. Um, who do you answer to? And they just say to you, well, we pray and we just we, we pray for divine healing and power and we meditate and all this rubbish. And I'm looking at them thinking, wow, you guys are lost, aren't you? You know, but that's what they believe. And what separates Buddhism, Hinduism, Judaism and the rest of them, all these other pagan gods in Norway and so on, Thor and... Was it um, Thor, I just said, and you've got another one, Clefio, whatever his name is, right? <coughs> All these gods, they don't offer you anything. You think you're being saved. I mean, demons work through these gods, right? And they bring you some sort of peace, yeah, because they know that your soul's going to go to hell and be with them, right? The bottom line is this. When you become a Christian, and it's true repentance, and you're truly born again... All of that sadness that, say, a soldier's going through or a drug addict's going through or an alcoholic's going through is taken away permanently. It doesn't come back unless, of course, you walk away from Jesus and you go back to that pathetic life, right? The G Jesus says that the Spirit of God will leave you and seven more will come back and return in its place from the first one that had, had you in captivity. So your life would be even worse. Jesus is saying, you walk away from me and your life will be ten times worse and you can't come back because he can't die for you twice. John 15. You know, Buddhism 
suppresses the issue but doesn't address the issue. That's what came to me standing on my patio door. Buddhism, Hinduism, Judaism suppresses the issues that you have, gives you a false sense of security and peace. But ultimately, a little bit later on down the line, an event might happen where you might have a car crash, you might have a flashback, you might have a dramatic situation in life where a woman cheats on you or a husband cheats on you, and all these feelings come flooding back and you're back to square one, right? That's what Hinduism, Buddhism, Judaism, and all these other beliefs in the world, that's what they do. They suppress it, they don't address it. The only one that addresses it is Jesus, because he's a true living God. He died on a cross, he rose from the dead three days later, conquering death, and he rose back to be with his Father in heaven. Right? This is what it means when you are born again, he saves you. He sends the Holy Spirit to live inside you. And that's a real thing. He actually sends the Spirit who's a guide and a helper to live inside you and start to sort you out. One of the first things I noticed when I got saved, this was over six years ago, first things I noticed was my swearing that I wanted to stop six months before, a year before, and I wanted to stop swearing, but I couldn't, right, just stopped. All right, the other one popped out every now and again because I was new to it. But it went from 100% down to 5%. It was incredible. My anxiety, my stress, and my depression, I was telling a veteran this the other day at the surfing's meet, where the Lord's got me doing some work, hopefully, for the future. Um, even though the devil's come through the instructor and told me, I don't want you down there preaching with these veterans, Steve, because it's a safe place and it's this and that. And I said to him, no, yesterday, I said, look, Matt, if I'm down there, I won't shove the Bible down anyone's throat. I'm not religious. This is the one thing I say to people, I am not religious. No spiritual disciple of Christ, like myself, who's walking after Jesus, is religious. The Bible is not religious. People are religious. Cults are religious. Denominations are religious. And they built their so-called faith and denomination around the Bible. There at is religion. I am not religious. So I said to him, I'm not religious. I'm a spiritual man of God who leads by example. And he's even said he, he really enjoys my company down there and they all like my company down there. So that's clear that they can see God and feel God in me. And I said, Matt, that's because of Jesus who lives in me. Not because of me. That's because of Jesus who lives in me. Because seven years ago, I was a right pain. I was a, a completely, how can I put it? No one wanted to be around me. That's basically the situation. I wasn't a thug. I wasn't... Uh, violently aggressive attacking people know but I was the sort of guy I was I to tell you straight to your face regardless of what I think in probably the, the most unpleasant way and that's not how you do things and nowadays as a Christian everyone wants to be around me nine out of ten people want to be around me the ones that don't want to be around me are normally the ones that are involved in witchcraft or some pagan faith and they don't like the fact that Jesus is going to judge them on judgment day Jesus is going to judge every single human being on Judgment Day. And I'm going to give you a perfect example now. I bumped into a woman on the end of my street who's got a beautiful little cat called Ruby. She's lovely. And we got talking. Turns out, cut long story short, her father was hit in a hit-and-run accident and killed. And when the guy went to um, court, he lied about it and got away with it. Now, I say to these Buddhists and all these Hindu people, right, Tell me this, how does your God deal with that punishment that that man deserves? You say it's all about forgiveness, right? The thing is, that man's committed a crime, he's lied, and the Bible says a liar is a child of Satan, right? You are the scum of the earth, and everyone on this earth has lied, right? 
How does he get punished for his crimes? Now, if he repents to Jesus, and he's the only one, Jesus is the only one you repent to, if you repent to Jesus, right, he will forgive you, because behind you there's Satan the tempter, right? But if you don't repent, you're going to be open for full-on judgment and consequences upon you. I said to her, to comfort her, mark my words, he will answer to Jesus. But I said to her, we got into another conversation, I said to her, have you ever lied? She says, yes. I said, do you like it when people lie to you? She said, no. I said, well, then Jesus calls you a hypocrite. You're happy to dish it out, but you don't like taking it. So that's how deep it goes. And I said, we're, all of us are sinful. But me as a righteous man of God, who is now divinely kept and is protected and is a child of God because I'm born again, and that applies to every born again, if you are born again, I quote, and you're walking after Jesus. You belong to God. You're righteous. You're not sinful anymore. You do commit sin. There's a difference between committing it and living in it. And I've spoken about that before. There's a massive difference between them both. But I said to her, you're sinful. And therefore, in the dock, in heaven, well, you won't be in heaven. In the dock, you will be next to the guy that killed your father. And you'll be to the left. And both of you are guilty. You're committing sins against God. Both of you will go to the same place. It's as simple as that. So this is why, before you, I said to her, this is why when you become a Christian, right, and you walk with Jesus, right, he sends the spirit to live in you, to change you, to get you to forgive that person, because Jesus says, forgive those who have sinned against you, and I'll forgive you of your sins against me, but more importantly, you forgive them of their sins, and let me deal with it, there's a scripture that he says, basically, in other words, he says, the Lord says, vengeance is mine, so in other words, what he's saying is, this is in the New Testament, he says, vengeance is mine. In other words, you don't do anything and leave it to God. So imagine you're in a situation where someone's attacked your family, they've attacked you, they've done something right, and God says, this is strong discipline in the spirit. God says, walk away. Just trust, give it to me, Father. I would pray in that, in that situation, which I have. I said, Father, please you deal with this, because if I deal with it, there'll be mayhem. Father, please you deal with it. And the spirit said, no, I'll deal with it. And you just walk off, right? Trust me. He will deal with it. I have seen people turned inside out who have come against me, a righteous man of God. And I've said this to people, don't come against me and lie about me as a man of God because my Father in heaven will turn you inside out. Just imagine those who came against Paul, came against Moses. The Father, I'll tell you this, it just pull you to pieces. He will turn your life inside out. Someone I know had someone in their family hang themselves. He lost half of his business because he abused Jesus in front of me when I first got saved. Very serious business. Anyway, I don't want to veer off too much. Buddhism, Hinduism, and all these other pagan gods will not save you from your sins. They will not give you complete eternal peace. The only one that can do that is Jesus by sending the spirit inside you and changing you. I've seen it. I've seen drug dealers, drug addicts, and alcoholics change on the spot. And I'm in complete change. And they don't go back to it. They don't get feelings anymore. People forgive those who have sinned massively against them and done horrible things. Because Jesus is a living God. He's real. Buddhism is demonic. Hinduism is demonic. Judaism is the old form of the Torah law. You don't come under that. It was false. It was fake. It was religion. It didn't mean anything. That's why God sent his son to deal with it once and for all. So, guys, this is why I do these, because it's important to understand if you know someone who's a Buddhist. Buddhism is one of the biggest ones in the UK in the West. It all looks great. It doesn't. I sussed it out the moment I met it. 
you all smiles at each other and you're all nice and peace and say all these demonic things and oh peace to you and all that and it's false and fake you can pick up on it because if you put these people on the spot right they don't really love you they love themselves i've spoken to a buddhist and said tell me it's all about inner peace right she said yes is it all about number one she said yes and then she stopped and went oh yeah you just tripped yourself up so it's all about you is it well that sounds very greedy doesn't it because jesus says love me with all your heart soul and might first commandment love your neighbor as yourself so the love you have for yourself you have for everyone else you don't put yourself first you put yourself you put jesus first and it trips them up every time and they don't like it it contradicts everything they believe and then they start getting upset and they walk away from you because you're not going to tap what they believe and if you are a so-called believer who's walking after jesus and you're incorporating these false pagan beliefs believe me you're not born again you're not going to heaven right if you are truly born again You'll agree with everything I've said here, right? You're not going to agree with every single podcast I do. And to be honest, as an evangelist, I don't particularly care because if I cared what people thought, I wouldn't be a very good evangelist, would I? All I care about is the message being sent out there, the good news and the bad news. The good news is God loved the world. I quote, loved at that point. He didn't love it before or after. He loved the world, he sent his son to die on the cross, his son rose again from the dead, conquering death, so for whoever shall believe in him will have eternal life, John 3.16, and he rose again, sitting in heaven waiting for you, right? Sends the Holy Spirit to live inside you, to change you, that's the hope that we will be redeemed when we die, right? The bad news is, those who don't repent, you are going to hell, and yesterday Matt said to me, you basically said to me, Steve, if I don't repent, I'm going to hell, I said, yes, you will. That's my job as a man is to tell you, if you don't repent to Jesus and acknowledge him as Lord and Saviour and King in your life, and you are a sinner, you will go to hell and you will suffer. I will not cut corners for anyone. You don't agree with me, that's fine. Off you go. It's as simple as that. But I will tell people this. And the amount of people that have said to me, Steve, thank you for your honesty. I appreciate that because I just love it. It's about being straight with people. I was not born 38 years ago, right? to be part of the crowd. I knew that all my life. But now as an evangelist, I am God, so I'm his son. I don't call myself an apostle. But if you know, if you look up what the word apostle means in Greek and Hebrew, not English, because it gets it totally wrong, because the New Testament's in Greek and the Old Testament's in Hebrew, if you look at the word apostle and what it means, it means a messenger, a man sent via God, right? I have been sent doesn't mean I'm better than anyone. What it means is I've got a specific role to tell you the truth and I'm going to do that, right? Before you run around and say it's all about love, 1 Corinthians 13, Paul emphasizes love. But if you look at what love represents, it's not what me and you actually think it is. It's not tapping people on the arse and kissing them and giving them a hug. That's not love. Love is what Jesus says. Love is dying for your friend, dying for your neighbour. Love is telling the truth. Love is being honest. Love is being caring. So I'm telling you the truth, right? That if you don't repent, you're going to go to hell. This is what Jesus did. This is the biggest part of Jesus' ministry in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. The biggest thing he spoke about was hell, not kisses and hugs. He's warning you, please get right with me or you will perish. He constantly says that throughout them four books. Read it. It gets very intense in Matthew 25. He just says, bush. You'll say to people on Judgment Day, how about this? He actually says to people on Judgment Day, who are you? And they go, what do you mean, who are we? we, we we've been following you, we've been worshipping you, we've been honouring you, we've been healing people in your name. He'll say, I don't know you. These are people in modern churches. There's a church that got brought to me last week for someone else. 
another Hillsong Worship Church. These people are the ones he's going to say that to. Who are you? Who are you? You don't belong to me. Depart from me for I never knew you. He's going to say these things. Don't think for one second he's not. Honestly, these people out there are so gullible and stupid. Proverbs 12, Proverbs 15, it says people are stupid and gullible. Read it. If you said pigs were flying past, I'd look out the window and see that's how stupid they are. No one's perfect. So look, brothers and sisters, and to those lost out there, listen, God loves you. Jesus loves you. God did that by sending his own son to his death. A perfect son who walked in the likeness of man, who was sinless, who was loving and kind and straight talking. Because love and kind today in this modern society is not straight talking. But you go back 50 years ago and before that, straight talking was being loving and kind, telling people the truth. And that's who he was. And he willfully went to his death for you. That's the biggest act of kindness in history. No other pagan god has done that. Muhammad didn't do that. When he went and died, he died. He's in hell as we speak. Unless he repented to the true living God. It's as simple as that, guys. This is what the Muslims can't accept. God became flesh. No, God didn't die, but God became flesh. And the flesh went to the cross and died. And God lived in him. Who was God, right? So this is how deep it gets. But most people don't see that because they don't want to see that. I'm going to leave it there. I don't want to make these podcasts too long. But look, my brothers and sisters, and for you that are lost in the world, Buddhism does not help anyone. It's a false pagan belief. It's demonic. Buddha himself wasn't a very pleasant individual. And before you say he had this divine light and repented, yeah, who did he repent to himself? It's just stupid. Who paid his penalty for his sins? No one. <sighs> because he wouldn't have believed unless he did believe. And if he did, he repented. He's with Jesus right now in heaven. It'd be interesting to see him. But Jesus is the one we answer to. That's the bottom line. And if you don't answer him, you will perish. That's the end of it. So, let's just pray quick. <clears throat> Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father, you've spoken to me this morning about this. That, Lord, it's a very severe issue. Buddhism and throughout the world, that people find it so attractive because, number one, they don't have to answer to a God. Number two, they can just put all their sins and all their bad deeds and dust them under the carpet. Lord, and pretend nothing happened. I'm not that sort of person, Lord. And when I came to you, I owned up to my wrongs and the things I've done wrong because that's who I am, Lord. And I say to people, it's honourable to own up to your mistakes and take responsibility, but Buddhism doesn't teach that. Buddhism teaches that, Lord, you can dig your stuff in the ground and forget about it, and no matter what you do, you're forgiven. Jesus, it's wicked. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for bringing your son into the world to deliver us from our sins, that Lord, we just say to you, we repent to you and we honour you and glorify you, that you've paid for all of our sins on the cross, that it's not through works we are saved, but through genuine repentance. I pray that you give the people who listen to this a divine understanding, that Lord, you love us. You love us so much you sent your son to die on that cross. Someone died for us, a man who loved the world and you loved the world because we can't save ourselves. And Buddhism, along with Hinduism, is all about works. And like I said, sticking your problems under the carpet, suppressing your issues. And Jesus, you don't suppress, you actually address the issues. That's the difference with you, Jesus, that you address the issues in us, and we can address the issues with you. But the rest of the pagan beliefs in the world, they suppress the issues, they don't address anything. Until later on, they pop back out. Father, I pray you give the people on the end of this message a revelation. 
of the difference between you and everyone else, that you are the true living God, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, and it's only you that we answer to, that every soul on this earth will answer to you, Jesus, and you alone. I pray in Jesus' name, Father. Amen. God bless you all. Bye.